0: This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 477, Unbalanced Batching. Save time and increase productivity with ease. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down where most time is lost in the pursuit of anything, the immense value of batching similar tasks together, and how you can revolutionize your calendar to get more done with less effort and better results. Well, that sounds too good to be true. Well, let's find out. Keeping similar tasks together is more powerful, exponentially more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Let me ask you a question here. Where is most time lost on any given day? It's not a trick question. Uh, The answer is between tasks, both between different types of tasks and between similar ones. We lose time when we change our focus and our mode of work. That's where batching comes in batching is the biggest productivity secret that is hiding in plain sight, and it's time that we took full advantage of it. In the episode this week, I'll discuss unbalanced batching and the power of grouping similar things together in order to save time and increase productivity, and this will happen nearly overnight. I know it's a big promise, and the crazy thing is, I am doing a batched session as we speak, This episode, my podcasting schedule is in the most epic batching calendar fiasco revolutionary change I've ever seen in my history of nearly 10 years of podcasting for this show. And the one thing I can say that is undeniably true is that batching is a huge secret because no one's doing it, at least not in the way that we could, not in a way that would absolutely radically change your outputs, your rhythms, your routines and your overall emotional state about the work that you do, because batching is incredible. It can and will change your calendar and change your life. So let's dig into that. What does it mean to batch? What does it mean to actually save time here? What is the true reality of this kind of a lifestyle, and what results can you expect? We're going to dig in and discuss all of that right now. So what is batching exactly, and why do we need it? From my perspective, productive batching is where you group similar tasks together in the same week, the same day, or the same block of time. This could be tasks that have a similar mode of work or require a similar line of thinking, things that when you put them together, you can save time. You can be more efficient. You can dig in and be more creative. You can get more quality of time or quantity of the work produced which we'll discuss more of those benefits here in just a second. But essentially, batching is going to save you time. That is the name of the game. When you schedule tasks back-to-back that are of the same mode of work or require the same type of thinking or execution, you are going to increase efficiency among other benefits as well, but these things will kick in because you have designed your day, designed your week, designed your calendar to flow in a way that eliminates a lot of the distractions, eliminates a lot of the clunky transition time, and ultimately does give you time back you otherwise would not have. It's a really incredible thing when it is executed effectively. And that's the name of the game. It's not just understanding what this is, but it is functionally putting it into your life in a way that produces these results I'm talking about, which I am living out today and have been for the last few months in a new way. Yes, I've used batching for years, but I'm using batching in a way I never have before right now. And I'm so excited about it. That's why I'm discussing this topic this week, because this is top of mind for me. This is happening in my life. And I'll tell you, that's what makes me excited about productivity in general, is I can take a strategy that I'm excited about, I can implement it, I can see the results right away, and that just reinforces my desire to do that thing more. So if you are hearing this episode or past ones and you're asking the question, well, how can I be as ridiculously over-the-top excited like Jeff Sanders is about batching, the answer is implement this strategy. Put this into your life and see the results for yourself. You will get it because when it happens for you, you're going to email me, jeff at jeffstanders.com. You're going to email me and you're going to say, Jeff, you were right. This is awesome. I love it. Okay, enough of that. So let's discuss for now a few of the typical problems that we tend to experience, which would require batching to then come in and save the day. Typically, we will task switch All day, every day, and lose a ton of time between those tasks. You'll hear frequently people discuss the idea that it takes like 18 minutes to get back into a task. I have no idea why that thing gets passed around so much. It does not take that long. You are not going to lose 18 minutes every single time you change tasks. But you will lose time. There is a mental switch or a physical switch in many cases that is required to go from one type of task to another. Task switching is inefficient. It does waste time. And it is a thing we should eliminate. Uh, I do not agree with a lot of the science that's out there. I think a lot of it is bogus because what I've experienced is that my brain moves faster than that. I can switch faster. And people who are multitaskers by default will tell you that this is how they you know choose to operate. So I'm not going to, you know, spend this episode telling you that multitasking is terrible. I think it's inefficient. I think there are way better ways to operate, but I do believe that batching can eliminate a lot of the lost time that we otherwise would get when we're trying to make our brains do things that they're not really designed to do. Our brains really operate best when we do one thing. That's when we get the real depth and the real benefits. That's when the real value kicks in. Another typical problem we experience with unbatched schedules is we add extra time to commute between tasks. In other words, if you're going to do, let's say, driving into town to go get some groceries and driving to town later in the day to go get gas in your car, you could do those things in one trip. right? We lose commuting time. We're trying to do things that otherwise, when they're put together, we save that time. Uh, The commuting example is a really good one because a lot of us uh, have lives where we have to commute into town, right, uh, so to speak, to go do errands and chores and get things done. So time-wise, we understand if we leave the house, do all of our errands and chores at once, and then come back home, well, then that's a more efficient use of our time than making 12 trips a day. That same thing is happening in your workday. That same thing is happening when you're going back and forth between these tasks that otherwise, when put together, would eliminate all of that commuting time. Another typical problem is we have no plan and end up doing random tasks that appear urgent in the moment. This is such a key one here. Scheduling my day with a batched focus block guarantees that I had a plan to begin with. I was intentional with my time. I chose to do specific things in a certain order at a certain time on a certain day for a certain reason. The whole thing was planned on purpose. If your day is not planned on purpose and you are reactive and you're in that putting fires out mode, well, then you end up doing random things and you bounce back and forth between lots of chaos And guess what? You're losing a ton of time in that chaotic task switching pandemonium that takes place. This is such a common thing. And when you can change your calendar and be more intentional and have a plan and do things with a little more calm and a little more focus and a little more intentionality, you don't have that put fires out urgency and that randomness and that chaos. That stuff tends to subside because you have one mission and you're going to do it. And it's fine. The goal here is productivity that is more efficient and more productive, but in a way that also has less stress and more of a, I've got this feeling, which I love. A final problem I see frequently with unbatched schedules is that we miss opportunities. There are plenty of opportunities to improve efficiency and quality and quantity of work. The things that we're going to then experience when the batching kicks in. When you can see an opportunity and you don't take advantage of it, it's a loss, right? It's a loss of a benefit that you know exists, and yet you tend to be stuck in that rut that you've been in for a long time because what you've been doing is what you'll continue doing unless something changes. That's the value of all of this, is acknowledging where you've been, the problems that you tend to experience, if you have any of these I just listed, and say, yes, that's been my life. Well, then what can we change so tomorrow morning is different? What can you change to make tomorrow a better, more efficient day? And this really can be an overnight success story. Believe me, I made that promise at the top of the episode, and I'm going to stick to it because that is so true. It can be true for you. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, now let's shift to why unbalanced. I mentioned this idea of an unbalanced batching session or an unbalanced batching lifestyle. Well, why unbalanced? I've discussed this before in this podcast and it's something that I have experienced firsthand in a very dramatic way in the last few years as a dad of two young girls, which is that balance is a myth. (laughs) There is no such thing as actual balance. There is a theoretical balance There is a long-term trajectory balance, but actual work-life balance where everything gets done always in the way that you want it to is a fantasy. It is not real. When you try to do everything or do it all at any given day, you're just going to be mad. You're going to be frustrated and stressed out and overwhelmed, and you're going to cause burnout by attempting to achieve something that is not going to happen. When your goal is to squeeze in everything, when all of your tasks are number one on the list and everything has to get done, nothing is getting done. This is productivity at its worst, right? The kind of thing that we all experience on occasion, some every day, some in certain seasons are worse than others. Right now, I'm in a season where I'm actually doing fairly well with this, but that's unusual for me. My norm is to do these things. Like I'm a victim to this mentality, the do-it-all mentality, the squeeze-in-everything mentality. I tend to operate in a way that I think to myself, balance is possible. I can do this. This is all going to happen. I will cross every T, dot every I. This is happening. But it doesn't. (laughs) I'm wrong. That's not how this works. And so once you understand that, you can understand that doing all of your projects in tiny bits and pieces over time, you know, to get everything just right, it never provides the necessary margin to actually dig deep and produce the best results you're actually trying to achieve. So, if you approach your life and your calendar and your work from this perspective, that balance isn't actually going to be achieved in that ideal everything all at once mentality. You can then think of it and a little bit of a different stance, a way that says we're going to go a little unbalanced, or in some cases, a lot unbalanced, but then over time, like a much longer uh, calendar perspective here, the things that matter will all be addressed, just not all at once. What it means to be unbalanced is to focus on one type of task or project while you actively ignore everything else. This is tough. This is what it means to make a decision. And a decision is to cut off all other choices. That's what it means. It's to choose one thing knowing full well you are not doing the rest. An unbalanced lifestyle is one that actively says, here I am doing this specific set of tasks, knowing full well that nothing else is happening. That is unbalanced. That is by definition choosing to say, all of my time, my energy, my focus, my money, my calendaring, it's all shifted in this one specific direction. And then when this season, this focus block of time, this, this focus week is over, I will then shift my gears to the next big thing that needs my attention. So when you automate specific aspects of your life and your business, you can then give yourself the margin, the liberty, the freedom to focus on the other things or the one thing at a time that matters. In my perspective, that's what really unbalanced lifestyles look like when they operate at their best, which is automation, which is being able to ignore things because they're fine being left alone. It's not a problem to ignore things. In fact, in many ways, if it is a problem and you feel like you can't ignore other areas of your life, it means those areas will need to be addressed over time to create an automation that allows you to walk away. I mean, the best example of this is going on a vacation. If you can't actively afford to take a vacation because there's too much going on in your life, your life needs to be addressed. So a vacation is possible. So a holiday to take a week off, like it should be a possible thing. And If it's not, it means there are areas of your life and your work that need to be automated more, that need to be able to be ignored. We accept the fact that there are many areas of our lives that will not get our attention for a while. But by doing so, it provides a big opportunity to boost that one area you are going to focus on in a way that likely would never otherwise happen. This is the value of an unbalanced life. When you can say, here is a specific set of tasks I'm going to focus on and do them for three days, let's say, and all my energy for those three days are going to this one set of tasks. At the end of those three days, you will not only get that work done. But you will dig deeper, you will produce more work, the quality bar will go up, and you'll be so thankful for that time spent because that area is now significantly better off than it would have been, and you can usually then ignore that work for a while while you then shift your focus to the next area, and when you do this, this big block of time to the next big block, to the next big block, that is living an unbalanced lifestyle, By definition, you're doing one thing and ignoring the rest. But over time, as each of these major areas are addressed one by one, week by week, month by month, year by year, you will achieve a global balance perspective, right? A really high level balance will be achieved. That's the intention here. So is balance possible? Yes, but only from a really far high reaching perspective on a daily perspective It's not going to happen. That's not the intention. Our intention is to give our focus to what matters most and hopefully to schedule our lives in such a way that we can really dig deep into something to really find the value there because we're not trying to do it all. So now let's dig a little bit deeper into the benefits of batching or the immense value that batching can provide. The first one I've already mentioned a few times here, which is to maximize efficiency you can dramatically reduce or eliminate the time between tests. Once again, task switching is bad. Being able to eliminate that is good. Also, and this is a really key one, you can dramatically reduce the total time needed to complete a task or project. One thing that I have seen that is incredibly valuable is taking something that feels big or cumbersome or that it might take a long time to complete. And just asking the question, well, what if I did this whole project in one big session? Just sat down and did the whole thing until it was done. It works. I have done this to write my books. I've done this to produce this podcast. I've done that to do household chores. Whenever you take something that feels big and you're actually literally fearful of starting the project because it just feels like so much, when you can take that kind of thing and say, I'm going to knock this out in one block, here we go. Oh, wow. It's so great, right? That's an awesome feeling. Because at the the end of that session, you just think, my gosh, I just got all this done. Imagine if I did that again. Imagine if my calendar was filled with those kinds of blocks of time. That's powerful. Second major benefit is you can block distractions. When you work on one thing, you really are only working on one thing. When I do a great batching session, a great focus block of time, I'm not doing anything else. There are no distractions. Unless I need to go to the bathroom or get some more water, Like I'm not going to stop the work that I'm doing except for an emergency. There is no need to do anything else because those other areas are scheduled, in theory, and you will get to them later. This is such a key thing. Whenever I'm scheduling a batch session, the one thing I'm thinking of here is the one thing I'm doing. I'm intentionally not doing the rest. This is a skill, and this is one thing I've worked on for a long time, which is to be very clear that I'm doing one thing, and that's all I'm doing, and I will actively ignore the rest of my ideas, my task list, my calendar. The rest will happen later. This takes some getting used to. It's not natural. For someone like me, I want to do it all, all the time. So to be able to block myself from distracting myself That takes some work, but once that's nailed down, it's a lot smoother from there. Third great benefit is you improve the quantity of work produced. I just mentioned this idea that the total time needed to complete a project can be reduced. Well, when you focus on one specific type of work, one way of thinking, one way of operating, you get a ton done much more efficiently. The amount of work produced will skyrocket. Because you're not distracted, you've gained back the time you would have lost with inefficient task switching, and all of a sudden, you can just do the thing and do it faster and faster and faster, and more gets done, and then you're finished early. Yes, you could finish early and clock out, and it's over. It's a really good feeling. Fourth big benefit is to improve the quality of work produced. This will depend on the type of work that you do. Uh, If you're doing creative work, you know, you're making something new. It takes some real depth to be creative. It takes time to really dig in and do something at a higher level. And so if your goal is to improve the quality of the work you're doing, you're going to need to give it the time to breathe. You'll need some space for it. Well, if you've batched your calendar together with these focused, uh, similar items are all right there. You have the time, it's been scheduled, it's available to you, and you will experience those benefits. It will happen, and it's a really cool feeling because the creative output that happens in these sessions is, for me personally, it's like a liberating feeling to know that I've not only done more work, but I've done better work, and that's a great thing. Now, the fifth and final benefit here is the one thing that is related to this idea of a creative boost But for me, it's kind of the bigger picture idea of being in the zone or your sweet spot or your groove. When you schedule batch sessions, especially ones that are back-to-back days or back-to-back weeks, you will find yourself in a really nice rhythm, a rhythm that not only produces better work on the first day, but even better on the second, better on the third, even better day after day as you go forward. What this is is really saying you've got yourself mentally and physically warmed up to then be at your best, and you can stay there. You can stay in that zone, stay in your groove, and then the amount of work, the quantity, and the quality will both then exponentially increase. This is when you're doing more of the longer-term focus blocks, the longer-term batching of things that are multi-day or multi-week projects, this is how movies are produced, right? They film the whole thing in one big block in most cases, right? That's that's the intent is we get everyone together, we do this big thing, and we all walk away when we're done. Well, that's how you get into a groove. It's how all of the, the pieces come together is that you've scheduled this to happen in one big chunk, and the groove can then happen because you're there. It's happening all the time. You're living and breathing this one thing for this amount of time And then it's over, and there's a pause, and then you're on to the next thing. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Get 55% off at com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. So now that I have hyped up batching to the highest degree possible, uh, let's discuss the nuts and bolts of how you can implement batching on your calendar in the here and now, to get that overnight success story that I promised. So you can implement batching and theme days. Uh, let's pause for a second and discuss theme days. What that is, is a one-day perspective of batching. So let's take a smaller perspective and imagine that you scheduled three back-to-back tasks that you do from 9 a.m. until you know, 12 p.m. So a three-hour morning focus block of time, and you do three tasks. That's great. That allows you to knock out those three things more efficiently. But now let's imagine you have much more work to complete. Uh, For example, with my podcast, I have theme days associated with my podcast production. On these focused weeks that I have, these batched weeks, my Mondays are themed with podcast scripting and pre-production. So that entire day is devoted to one specific output, which is to prepare for recording. Then you have Tuesdays, which in my case is right now today, it's a Tuesday, and I'm doing batch recording of the show. And then on Wednesday, tomorrow, I'll be doing my batched post-production editing all in one day. So in this example, the theme days would be Monday is pre-production, Tuesday is themed as recording, and Wednesday is themed as editing. So if you take your project, your current goal, and you apply a theme to it, what you're saying is when I have this calendar set aside for these certain themes, whenever I have a certain task to work on, I'm going to intentionally schedule it in that specific day because that day is themed for that kind of work. Now, this also could apply to the kind of work you're doing, not just the project, but for example, analytical work. If the work you're doing is financial, it's number crunching, it's really kind of website coding. It's the kind of stuff that just says, I got to think real hard in a certain kind of way. You can also schedule a theme day based on the kind of thinking that it is. Uh, for example, I just mentioned this idea that I do my podcast pre-production in one day. Well, that day is broken up into two pieces. The first piece is more of that uh, website coding, you know, email writing kind of stuff. And the second part of the day is themed for podcast scripting because I've intentionally decided that the way my brain thinks when I script episodes or what I write is a more creative approach. So I don't want to mix creativity with analytical thought very often. I want those things to be on their own focus block because then I can dig in deeper and improve the quality and quantity of that kind of work. So that's the kind of bigger picture scheduling you want to do. Yes, you're going to batch similar things together, not just in type, but also in the way you think. And then theme days are the higher approach to that perspective. Okay, now to the nuts and bolts. Uh, The first step to take if you want to implement batching on your calendar is the first step I always mention every single time I discuss anything. If you know this podcast, you could probably guess what number one is. Delete things. That's right. Cancel things. Uh, The one thing I love the most is to get rid of stuff. And so to allow time that you're going to need for batching, you have to make that time available. So delete whatever you possibly can on your calendar. The best calendar only includes the necessary, underlined, highlighted, necessary tasks and events that you need to do. You need to be ruthless with your time and eliminate whatever you can. So step one is treat your calendar like sacred space because that's what it is. Step two is to then free up entire blocks of time, whole days, whole weeks, and give those things a theme. Right? Give that day a theme. Give that whole week a theme. Like I'm in the theme right now of podcast production. This entire week is committed to me making this show. And next week will be a different theme. So your goal is to free up time to ensure those types of work are possible. And if it's not possible, go back to step one and delete more stuff. That may be your hardest challenge here. Not actually batching, but deleting things. So spend a lot of time on that one. All right. Now that we're committed to the idea that we have open time and we're going to assign theme days to these types of work, you identify the days of the week or weeks in the month where these things can be repeated. The real value of batching is not a one-off occurrence. It's the repeated nature, the consistent nature of going back again and again and getting these benefits. Because odds are the kind of work you're doing, you're going to be doing over and over again for a long time, years, decades even. And so we can identify the kinds of routine rhythms your schedule can be in. Well, then batching can be part of the way you operate all the time from here on out. So if we assume you have opened up time on your calendar for the kinds of work you want to do, uh, you can actually label those days of the week with a theme name if you want to, or those weeks in total with a name. Um, This is really helpful to have if you can forecast your future calendar to say, here are the theme weeks coming up and the theme days coming up, because this is when you're able to drop in ideas as time goes on. So for example, let's say, let's go back to my podcast uh, production schedule. If I get an idea for a podcast that I want to work on, an idea for a way to improve my production flow, well, I already know on my calendar that there are focused weeks devoted to that type of work. So I can then drop ideas onto the calendar on those days where it makes sense. So the goal here is to create basically buckets. And this is a strategy used for writers. Um, If I write a book, for example, I'll have chapters and each chapter is themed. And so if I have an idea for a certain chapter, I drop the idea into that chapter bucket. Well, that same philosophy applies to your calendar or other kinds of projects you're working on. You have an area assigned to these types of ideas. So when you get them, you drop them in. And then when that day shows up to work on those types of tasks, all the similar ideas are all grouped together already, which will reduce a lot of the clunky nature of, digital disorganization and paperwork everywhere, or mental clutter you might acquire over time because you have nowhere to put these ideas. One of the real values of batching is not just doing the work, but it's when you have the idea for the work, you can write it down and drop it somewhere so when it's time to execute, everything you need is in one place. This will also save you a ton of time. So now that we've already decided our theme day is our theme focus blocks, these things are labeled, they are forecasted out for the future, we have buckets to drop ideas into, then it's time to execute. And this is critical. When this focus day comes up, this focus block comes up, you have to do it. And that sounds weird to have to say, but there are so many times where you have decided, okay, it's time to work out now. It's time to work on this project now. It's time to go do this thing. And what do you do? Not that thing. (laughs) You do something else. You find an excuse not to do it. You find a distraction. There is a skill that is required to start a project, to begin, to dig in. Once it happens, it's easy. Once you're in the flow, things are fine. It's those first like five to 10 minutes to get started that's the hardest. So get over that hump of the first 10 minutes, get into your work, start that timer, light that candle, whatever the thing is you do to begin your ritual and dig in and do the work. Now, throughout this process, of course, we're going to continue to be ruthless about not scheduling our calendar in ways that are contradictory to our new batching lifestyle. So one of the things you're going to see are these buckets. We can drop ideas into your calendar for things that are related, but the opposite is also true, which is if you get an idea or you have an appointment to go get your haircut, go to the doctor or whatever the, the appointment may be, or the, a meeting with your boss, you want to schedule those things to the best of your ability on the non themed days, or if you have themed days assigned for meetings or theme days assigned for appointments that's a perfect time to schedule those kinds of events. Your calendar can have themes for everything. There's no limit here to how your time is organized and batched together. So not only being ruthless with which theme days make sense, but also ruthless about saying no when a theme doesn't fit. If you're invited to an event or you have a project you could work on, but it conflicts with an intentionally scheduled theme day you've already set for yourself. The answer is no to the invitation. The answer is no to the request. Or the answer is, yes, we can do it, but we're going to change the day, change the time, have it fit into your calendar a way it fits your new batching lifestyle. There is one final extra tip here that I want to be sure to mention because it's one thing that personally affects me a lot, which is let's imagine you're in the middle of a focused block of time, in the middle of a batching session, and you get a new idea. But that new idea is off topic. It is not related to your current batching session. What do you do? In the past, the answer for me was I would do it, (laughs) despite the fact that it wasn't part of my focus. That can work in most cases with David Allen's two-minute rule. If you know the book Getting Things Done, the two-minute rule is very popular, which says that if there's any task you can do in less than two minutes, when the idea pops up, you do it right away. What I'm going to tell you is don't do that. When you have an absolute focus block, you are hardcore into this thing. Anything that is off topic is dangerous. What you want to do is have a system to record that idea to do it later, which in my case, I have a task manager named Nozbe, N-O-Z-B-E, that I use to record my tasks. Typically, what I do is record any new ideas directly into that system that I will then process at a later date. I'm not going to do it in the moment. So if you get an idea in the middle of a focus block that is off topic, please, please, please don't do it. Write it down and do it later. Don't use a two minute rule. Do not be distracted. Stay focused. Write it down. Do it later. Just repeat that part of the podcast episode like 12 times in a row because that's such an important thing. Okay, the final component here to actually implement batching is going to be experimentation. Uh, There is no hard and fast set rule that this has to work in some certain way. Uh, I've given you ideas here on the episode to implement batching, but there are a thousand variations for how this could play out. So be willing to try any and all of these variations over time to find your groove, right? To get into your rhythm with your style of work, right? Not everyone is a podcaster like me, so my ideas around there may not help you at all. But your work can, in most cases, be batched in a way that will give you these benefits I'm talking about. So schedule white space on your calendar to have the margin you need to batch the things necessary to get this value. It's awesome. Like I can't speak highly enough of batching because once it is implemented, it will absolutely change the way you work going forward. And speaking of that, I want to hear what kinds of schedules you have going right now. If you've been batching, I want to hear the results of that. If you start batching because of the episode this week, I also want to hear about that. So email me Jeff at jeffsanders.com. Tell me about your batching and theme day experiences And I may, this is a total possibility here, share your story on this podcast and talk about how awesome you are at batching. One thing I want to do more of going forward are more 5 a.m. miracle success stories. And if you are one of those, tell me about it because I'm not going to know otherwise. (laughs) Email me, jeff at jeffsanders.com. Tell me once again about batching, about theme days, and really any other 5 a.m. miracle success stories so I can feature you on this show. And for the action step this week, go pull out your calendar and begin scheduling recurring batching sessions every week to the best of your ability. Once again, we want to group similar things together to not only save time, but to also increase the quality and quantity of your work. You can get more done in less time with better results. If you block distractions, stick to one mode of work at a time and consistently implement batching and theme days on your calendar as often as possible. Ready? Let's get to it. Jeffsanders.com slash 477 is the place to go with episode notes. And of course, subscribe and or follow this podcast with the app you're using right now. Just whatever it is, make sure you get these episodes every single Monday morning in the app you use for podcasting. That's all I've got here for you on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life and batch it, and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McKeown, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less, but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just a cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.